Hello, and welcome to the Confident Human Podcast. I'm so happy you're here. I'm your host, Lexia Yesa. On this podcast, you can expect to hear from people who are comfortable with the uncomfortable. Everyone you will hear from has turned one of their vulnerabilities into a superpower. Our hope is that these stories will help you have the confidence to face your demons too. Real talk, real people, all living their lives in confidence. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Today you will meet confident human Marcus Black. He is a former pastor, current urban missionary. He's an inspirational speaker, author, husband, and father. He's had an extremely unique upbringing that's really shaped and defined exactly who he is today. He has an incredible, incredible story to share. And if you are in any point need some inspiration ever in life, feel free to refer back to this podcast and you'll know exactly what I mean after you listen to it. He speaks with just such authenticity and such power that it is just mind-blowing. I get so excited and so amped every single time I hear him speak and I know you will feel the exact same way. Let's jump in. Hello, hello, hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you. How are you? Oh, I love the microphone. You're so official. (laughs) Listening to you speak, I mean, you speak with such authenticity and power and influence. And when I say influence, I mean people listen. And that is a (laughs) God-given talent, I'll tell you you right now. And so I just really was impacted by your story and your vulnerability and your capability of being vulnerable too. Your vulnerability really empowers like thousands and probably soon to be millions of people (laughs) to change the course of their lives. So I really felt like it was a really awesome idea to have you on here to share your story. Thank you. And there was one thing you said that was like vulnerability as strength and superpower. And that's Mm -hmm. literally what this podcast is. And I was like, oh, my God, I must I must have him speak. <laughs> Beautiful. I'm so glad to be here with you, Lexi, my family, my friend. Thank you for having me to be a part of your community where you're just intentionally being authentic and sharing your truth. So if you guys are listening to this, I just kind of want to set the intention for today. Your authenticity is your superpower, your story. When you bear your soul, it's not a weakness. That's something that was given to you, that pain to be turned into purpose so that you help make someone else's load a little lighter. So hopefully that's what happens during this conversation today. And yeah, earliest memories I have is remembering being a kid growing up with my mom and my dad, you know, just having a, a family. But it didn't take long before I started realizing that things weren't quite the same for me as they were for my peers. and it just stemmed from a situation within my personal life. And I know this won't be too different than you in your personal life, because here's the reality. We all have things. We all have family members that struggle. So my dad had his own struggles that he was trying to learn how to cope with. And as a kid, you don't know that. You don't know what an adult is going through internally in their mental health journey. Matter of fact, then it wasn't even really a such thing as a mental health journey. There was so much stigma around it. There still is. So imagine 25 years ago what that was like. So 
what did he do? He tried to cope the best way he could. We're growing up in a place where there's poverty all around. We don't have a lot. We're just trying to make ends meet. We're struggling. A lot of times there's no food. There's no electricity. I mean, this is a cycle on and off, right? This is where we are growing up in that. So he turned to cope the best way he knew how. And that's by filling his soul with all the wrong things. So he started trying to fill that void in his soul with alcohol. That was a huge part of my childhood. He started trying to fill that void with gambling. Another huge part of my childhood. He started to try to fill that void in his soul with all of these negative, destructive things. And all that did was lead to more destruction in my life. So that's where my story begins. Is in this place of trying to figure out what is it all for? Trying to figure out why he's always angry. It wasn't me. As a kid, you internalize it. You think, what am I doing wrong? Why can't I make him happy? No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, we've all felt that. Yeah. But it wasn't ever me. It was something that was going on in his own heart and his soul. And I didn't know that. So I internalized that so much so that it caused me to start struggling with crippling anxiety. Age nine, the first time I met anxiety. It was a recurring nightmare that would haunt me in my dreams for years to come. I wish I could tell you that, oh, I just had it a couple times. And no, 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 no. <laughs> this was a nightmare that killed me, that took my breath away, sucked me into this abyss where I was literally hyperventilating and panicked. And oh, my goodness, that was just terrible. And when you're a kid, the PTSD is real. So real. And I shared that. And you guys are like, dang, this got heavy quick. Like, we just went there. No, we like it. This is the place to be vulnerable, open for him. Well, thank you for that, Lexi. This is what I, I love to share because when you think about it, <laughs> it's so much. Even now when I think about it, it can be overwhelming, but it's not because of how the story ends. And that is something I want you guys to be encouraged by because if you're in the middle of this struggle season in your own life, your story is not over yet. And how the story ends is in your favor. And we're definitely going to get there. So I'm walking this out. I'm struggling with this crippling anxiety. And it leads me to ask a question. And that question is, why? <laughs> why did I grow up in this? Why did this happen to me? Why am I struggling? Why? Why am I dealing with this monster that's haunting my sleep? Every night is coming to creep into my room. Anxiety is crippling me. Why am I struggling? Why do I have to grow up with this anger? Why do I have to grow up with abuse? Why do why? We asked this question and I didn't understand. And finally, I'm just doing the best I can to make it through life. And at age 18, another significant moment of my life, one that really would transform everything. The whole game for me happened. And that is routine night coming home from an event with some of my best friends and we literally were just chilling and I remember hearing the loudest explosion I've ever heard in my life and it was like boom and after this our car flies off the highway 75 miles per hour nearing a bridge down into a deep median 25 feet we fall we're spinning glasses flying we're knocking down trees before finally we hit a massive tree that tree splits the car almost all the way in half. I mean, crushes us like sardines. And I remember thinking, I'm afraid to open my eyes because I don't know what I'm going to see. And the next thing I thought is, I had so much fear from my life. I had so much worry and so much anxiety built inside of me from having to adjust to trying to survive in a, such a volatile situation in my home life. It caused me to wonder, like... <laughs> 
is this really the end? Does it really end like this? Am I really about to die before I even ever had a chance to live? And how and old are you? That is where I, that's what I felt. How old were you? Eight, 18. And so here I am. And spoiler alert, if you guys are listening, there's a smile on my face. You can't see it, but I want you to know in your heart and soul that I did not die. I am still here. <laughs> He's still here, guys. <laughs> still here in the flesh. She can see me. And that's why I tell you, oh, I tell you that your story is not over until it's over. Your pain and your struggle season won't last forever. Every story that's worth its weight in salt, every story that you enjoy has that part of the story where they hit a massive adversity. But that's what makes the story worth reading is when you watch the hero's journey and you watch them overcome, you watch them find something inside of them that they didn't know they had. And they leverage that and they use it to go and impact others. That's you. That's your story. That's my story. It is. It really is. And so that's what I did. I started trying to figure out, well, why didn't I die? Why am I here? That was the next question. I'm still asking the same question. And finally, I hit the revelation that I'm never going to get an answer to the question why. People ask, why do good things happen to bad people? Why does this? Man, you know, you're asking the wrong question. We're never going to get the answer to that question. And when I had that revelation, it changed everything for me. Because the, the real or proper question was not why. It was what. It's not why am I still here. It's what am I here for? It's not why did I go through pain. It's not why did I go through drama. It's not why did I go through trauma, adversity. It's what did I go through it for? Because there is a purpose to every single painful moment you've ever had in your life. And that makes it hit different when you're sitting in your bed at night. Yeah, we're going there. We're being real. When you're sitting in your bed crying yourself to sleep because you can't see past your current season. You think you're defined by the pain that you're currently going through. No, 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 you are not. And that painful moment that you're in, I want you to feel encouraged in the moment because that's going to give you a strength that you didn't even know you had. It's going to enable you to go change the world for another human being. And that's what we go through all of this for. Like you said, we go through life. We figure out that it's not us. It's what we're doing for other people at the end of the day. And so when we share our story like you so articulately do every time, you're impacting even just one new person who's listening and you're actually giving them permission to share their story. And so that right there, that's making a difference. Yes. So 18, get into a car accident. And then what's your next thing? Like, what is it that you decide like you must do next? That you've had this epiphany. So I made a promise to the giver of life that I would spend mine every single moment I have giving everything I got, pouring myself out for the benefit and service of other people. And I'm going to figure out how to do that, how to use this situation, turn it into power and, and inspire people. But just because I had the revelation doesn't mean everything fell in line. So what came next was this big revelation that someday I'm going to leverage my voice and use this story to change and impact the world. And then came a wilderness season. And I think that's something that discourages us often is once we find that purpose or that personal mission and things don't fall in line immediately, we think, well, maybe I didn't hear right. 
maybe I was wrong. Maybe I'm not supposed to change the world. And that's not true. You just got to continue going on your journey. So I had to keep going on a journey. And it was a 10-year pilgrimage through a lot of pain, more painful moments, more struggles, more adversity, loss of jobs, can't find work, almost evicted as a newlywed. There's a story I tell about being a newlywed, having a son who wasn't even one years old. And we didn't have a way to feed him this one time. We didn't have any money, no way to get any, no food, no diapers. And so I went to the store and racked up all this stuff and was going to try to swipe my car because sometimes they would let it go through and they didn't. They, they denied. Tears in our eyes. I don't even know how I'm going to feed my baby. I don't know how I'm going to feed my family. You know how that feels? Horribly. But <laughs> there was a guardian angel who was there at the end of that story. And there's a per random person swiped their car for me, $400. I didn't ask. I was walking out the store and they, that almost turned into an argument because I was like, no, I cannot let you do that. That's too much. She said, you can't tell me what's too much. She said, I want to do this. Stop. <laughs> and so I share that to say, like, hope is everything. Hope changes everything. Because in the middle of my darkest season, in the middle of my darkest night experiences, there was always light. There were always things that would happen or people that would show up or little messages or tiny nuggets that would just give me a, just enough hope to keep holding on until I got to where I was ready to really run with it. And that's where I am today, which is like running with the message and being a real carrier, taking this message of life, love, hope, purpose all over the world. And this is only the beginning, I'm telling you. I mean, you've wrote a book. You're an author. You're sharing your story in that way. And people can listen to you at any point, whether it's on your podcast or on Clubhouse. And you're also just really accessible, which is incredible. And people look to you for that, which I think is really powerful. Thank you, my friend. I think that's the name of the game. The, the greatest gift we have to give in this life is to be fully you, yourself, number one. And then the greatest gift we have is each other. So like once you're fully giving yourself to the world, then you do that for other people, for each other. When we care for each other, when we support each other's mission and movement, we can literally change the world because we give win to each other's messages. So when you say being accessible, there will never be a time. Of course, like obviously as you grow, you can't be to everybody. It's not because you don't want to be. It's just because there's not enough time in the day. Like even now, there's not enough time in the day. I get like five podcast requests a day. Plus, I still got like six jobs. So it's like, it's just not possible. But that doesn't mean like, send me a message. I'm going to tell you something. Like we'll figure something out. So that's important to me to always care for people and send encouraging words and let people know I support their mission just like they support mine. And accessible can also just be us cheering you on though too, you know, doesn't necessarily have to be like you're actually interacting. So take that with, you know, just being present. People, people look to you because you're saying the things that are real and authentic and they can look to you for guidance. And so right there is accessibility too. I love it. I love it. And so one of the things that I shared that helped me get to where I am, this was my aha moment. So the wake up call was when that accident, but I still didn't exactly know how to quite put my finger on it. And I remember being on my honeymoon with my wife and we were in Jamaica and this was incredible. If you've never been, you should go. But we got to be there and we got to witness something miraculous. And that was the birth of sea turtles. 
If you never witnessed the birth of sea turtles, sea turtles are an endangered species. So it's a really big deal. So much so that they woke up the entire resort and was like, you're going to see this because you may not ever get to see it again. So we all go out. It's the crack of dawn. It's really early. They line us up down the beach. As they do this, they have these baby turtles that start coming out of the ground, out of the eggs. And they're like, wow. And they're coming out by the hundreds, 100, 200, 3, 4, 500. I mean, these hundreds of turtles just coming out and growing to the ocean. And I couldn't help but notice that as this was happening, there was a couple that were kind of getting stuck, kind of getting left behind a bit. There were some who had flipped over on their back and they were just fighting. They were fighting and fighting and fighting, trying with everything inside of them to flip back over on their tummy. There were others who had just gotten stuck and they were trying to fight through something, some mound in the sand that they just were stuck. And I almost wanted to reach and grab one, but the guy specifically said, don't, do not touch them, let them fight through it. And I was like, okay, it was hard. It was painful to watch. Well, one lady decided I can't take this anymore. She bends down. She grabs one of the baby turtles that's on his back fighting for his life. And she just slowly starts to flip it over. And out of the corner of his eye, the endangered species specialist sees her. And he yells, stop. And she got offended. Like, why are you yelling at me? She was like, I'm only trying to help. I don't understand. And he said to her, exactly. You don't understand. He said the strength that that precious baby turtle needs to survive in the big, mean, scary ocean is built on the fight to the water. And that was the revelation in my moment that made everything come full circle for me. While they were sitting here arguing over the turtle, I went into another world because in that moment, I realized it was never meant for me to be in a different situation. It was never meant for someone to come and try to save me from my circumstances. No, every single one of those struggles had a very specific purpose to give me the strength that I need. This passion that people know and love me for comes from a real place of pain. That's why I speak this way. And I speak this way from that pain because I know you have pain. And I want to inspire you that you don't have to be defined by your pain. It does not have to be your prison. Instead, you can make it your purpose by figuring out how to channel all of that into energy and give it back to the world, give healing to the world, give hope to the world, give love to the world. Some of you are like those turtles right now and you are in a fight. You're fighting for your life. You're fighting for your business. You're fighting for your relationship or your family or your mental health or your peace of mind. And I want to encourage you that if you're in a fight, doesn't mean you're doing something wrong. No, quite the contrary. It means you're being prepared for something greater. So lift your head up high. Be encouraged and walk with purpose because that season is going to serve you later when you go change the world. And I hope that blesses your hearts this day. That was powerful. <laughs> and those sea turtles, how, how many of them make it? He said of the, there was, they counted five, over 500 that were born. He said maybe 10 would survive. 10? Oh my God. Very small. Wild. So when you put it in that context, it matters even more because those ones who are struggling, the ones you want to help feel like they're getting left behind are actually building a deeper level of strength to be able to swim away from predators and sharks and all of that. So Know that it's preparing you, man. Your struggle is preparing you. 
that was a spectacle to see as well. That was phenomenal, fascinating. I bet. I remember when you spoke at Space Movement, and I thought it was so powerful. You talked about also when you were nine, and you also, I don't even know, maybe it was before you were nine and you had anxiety. But after that, I'm sure it persevered all the way through your 18 and still now, obviously, just maybe in different ways it manifests. Absolutely. It never stopped. I mean, it's a very persistent predator that wants to tear us down. And, you know, that's what it does. But however, comma, how is like to say that yeah. it doesn't affect me in the same way that it once did. Like it used to take me out for long periods of time and now it doesn't. It, they still come. The attacks creep in over the same things from when they started when I was nine. However, I've learned some practical tips and tactical steps to be able to overcome it. And so that's the thing. If you do struggle with anxiety or any other mental health, don't suffer in silence, man. Find the help you need. Get the help you need. There is help readily available and accessible to you. And do not feel bad for doing it. Don't, that doesn't mean something's wrong with you. No, you need help. Like I had to learn these practices where like grounding, grounding is a, is a like lifesaver in the moment when you start to feel anxiety creeping in, which means you're starting to be consumed with these huge thoughts and starting to feel it in the pit of your core and your stomach and your nerves are off and your body's shaky and your breathing is off and you just feel this intense fear where you can't move grounding literally it's like a, a force quit. You know, like when you have like in a computer when there's apps that you want to force close, you can like force close your anxiety by tapping back into the here and now, right? Eckhart Tolle talks about the power of now. So if you want to look at getting into the now and what's real versus these thoughts that are kind of taking over our life, you got to do the practice, the five senses. So grounding includes doing things that tap you into your five senses. So for me, it's literally like, what can you feel? So I start touching something. I start grabbing. I'm rubbing textures and I'm thinking about the textures of the things I'm rubbing. And I, what can you see? I can see a light. What color is the light? I can see clothes. What color are my clothes? What color is my hat? And when you start thinking these things, okay, what do I smell? Right? What do I taste? What do I, what can I touch? What do I hear? I hear the fan spinning. I hear. And when you start doing that, it literally physically forces your mind out of that space into a different space. And then you start practicing breathing, like circular breathing. You just slow down your breath. You take in a deep breath slowly. You hold it for four or five seconds and you exhale over like eight to 10 seconds, like a slow exhale. Yep. I do the five, four, eight method or the five, seven, eight or four, seven, eight method. There we go. (laughs) And you are, see, and you are literally physically altering your nerves in your body. You're forcing them to like suppress, like calming your vagus nerve too. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, girl, you better speak on it. So yeah, that's what I do. And so they, the attacks still come, but they are, they are very quick and short lived now. They don't last like they used to. I'm with you. Grounding also, when I think of it, I think of taking off your shoes, going outside, feeling some grass, you know. Absolutely. I'm with you. What are three words that define your life mantra? (laughs) Because you can. Oh, I love that. Yes, that is your mantra right there. Literally. I was told my whole life I can't by different people close to me, family members, teachers, everybody. You can't, you can't, you can't. And I believed that for far too long and I lived into it. And it wasn't until I made a decision in my mind that you don't get to define what I do in my life. I do. And I made up in my mind that I can. I started saying it. Just do it because you can. You don't people like why you don't need a reason because you can. That's it. And it changed everything. And I live that out now and I do some crazy big things. And like, how you do that? 
steps because I can. Because I took I can. the steps to put myself out there. So yeah, that's that's the easy one for me. I love that. And I love that the life that life that happens for us versus to us, I feel like is also something that you talk about a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. And then last question that I ask most people on the podcast is how do you define confidence? Um, I wrote a spoken word years ago called you. <laughs> and it's, you know, there aren't enough words in the human vernacular to adequately express the magnificence of you. The day you were born, you entered this world. You, you could search the highest mountains, scour the lowest valleys through and through yet. And still you'll never find another you. Your greatness is unparalleled. God himself marvels at the beauty that is you. And so when you ask me what does confidence mean, it means to fully know and trust who you are and to live that out unapologetically every day. Meaning so many of us, we make concessions and we just kind of shapeshift ourselves to be accommodating for other people. And I'm not talking about in the right way. Of course, we want to be accommodating for people to create room at tables and make sure that everybody is included in a discussion. But I'm talking about people who mistreat you, people who mock envy, belittle, people who tear you down, people who don't believe in you. And so just to fit in and receive their love, what do you do? You start becoming less of yourself. You start becoming what they want you to be rather than what you want to be. Start walking through life that way. That's no way to live your life. So I share that. You ask me what it means to be fully, to be really confident means, you know what? When the day I stop trying to be inspirational and motivational, the day I stop trying to build this thing and be accepted by communities and want to be liked, then I just started sharing my heart on the phone, me yelling. It's not yelling. I'm being passionate. So what some people feel like. But the day I just start doing that and stop worrying about creating the proper content and curating it and looking a certain way and sounding a certain way and just start giving me my heart to the world fully is the day things escalated in a real way. And most importantly, it's the day I started being most fulfilled. It's when I started feeling alive And I started feeling like, whoa, I can change the world and I can do it doing something I really love and I can feed my family from it as well. Like, there's no greater feeling than offering yourself to the world and knowing that that's the greatest gift you have to offer so that your confidence means you accepting you, you loving you and you giving that gift of you back to the world to help somebody else. It's perfect. That answer, really. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being on the podcast. You are just a dream, seriously. And where can people find you? Where can people follow you? Yes. So so first thing before I go into that, I do. I always have to let people know, like I grew up in a lot of brokenness with a father who was trying to found himself. But I am uh, happy to tell you that he did eventually. And the way that he found himself was through me. It was through the relationship of which was severed at the time. We didn't have a relationship, but him watching who I went off to become and watching me break cycles that made him start to question what's different about this guy. And it made him go introspective and create some real change in his own life. And he got off alcohol and off the pills and that cleared his mind. And of course, we can't go back and undo everything that happened, but we started fresh. And so now he's one of my biggest supporters and fans. We talk every day. He always wants to know what's going on. And so I share that with anybody who's had severed relationships with people they love to know that things can change. Give it time. Don't force it. But if that person really wants to make a genuine change in their heart, 
you know, give them a chance, man. We all deserve second chances. So I just wanted to share that. And if you guys want to find me or hear more of my loud, boisterous voice, you can find me. The best place would be on Instagram at mblackspeaks with an S. <laughs> and it's the same thing on all social media platforms. On Twitter, it's mblackspeaks, Instagram. Uh, I have a TikTok, mblackspeaks, and Clubhouse. And then I also have mblackspeaks.com, the website. There's some cool things there. Access to the podcast, access to some morning motivation meditation recordings I did. So yeah, you can you can get access to that. And just, yeah, shoot me a message, reach out to me. That morning meditation stuff. That's what's up. Yeah, so I'm a beginner in that. I just was, it's really about setting your intention for the day. So I created it to be like an intentional space where we just quiet our minds a little bit and we start to focus and breathe. And then we just go off and I'll just kind of set you on fire to go about your day. I love that. I will link to that in the show notes. Don't worry. That's going to be awesome. Absolutely, my friend. Thank you so much. And thank you to your incredible community for sharing with me. Thank you for sharing your community with me and for your heart. The impact that you're making, what you're doing is beyond admirable. And I'm grateful for you. The world is a better place because you're in it. I feel the same way. The world is a better place because you're in it. And thank you for empowering every everyone. I mean, anyone who listens to you to share their story, too. Because like you've said multiple times, there is strength and vulnerability and your vulnerability is your superpower. Your story is your superpower. And the more I think people say that out loud, the more they'll start to believe it. Yes. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you liked it, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe. Your vote of confidence goes a long way, and that's the best way to support the show. If you want more information on our guest, you can find out how to support them in our show notes. And you can go on our Instagram, Confident Human Podcast. Don't forget to join me every week for new episodes available Wednesdays on all major podcast platforms. See you next week.